Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Rabbi Bob, Graham Scholl, and more cowbell. Coming up on TMS, he's got Tina's chest. Catheter inserted by janitor. Gross. Ibit flew from the coop. The lady numbed me. You gotta take me to dinner before I relax my tongue, lady. Are teeth bones because, like, I really wanted to know? <laughs> I've never shuffled that truffle. An interesting use of Johnson. First rule of puke streak is you don't talk about puke streak. Bash Pro Top. Pre-CES talk with Tom Merritt and more on this episode of the morning stream the voice you hear is coming to you from project delphi for security reasons the operation of your vehicle is now in our control the morning stream they wouldn't give us any more fish Good morning, everybody, and welcome to TMS. It is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. I'm Scott Johnson, and that is Bobby Frankenberger. Hello! Hey, man, you're not Brian Ibbett at all. That's not who you are. I can pretend to be, but I will fall short. That's right. You will fail miserably. Uh, Brian is out. He is sick. He got Tina's chest virus flu bug thing. And it wrecked his night. Words. Yeah, he was up all night and couldn't sleep and also super sick, coughing already. Uh, it's not a great time uh, for, for the virus. Well, it is a great time for viruses. The viruses are winning right now. They're yeah. having a great time. And uh, it's the rest of us having, suffering. There's like a COVID surge going on. There um, is. We don't talk about COVID very much anymore because it's, you know, it's endemic. But there is no. a surge going on as well as uh, the yearly flu surge. I mean, that's going to be it, right? Yearly COVID surge as well. Yeah, that's just kind of how it'll be. Um, this one's pretty significant in terms of, I guess, size compared to previous surges. But uh, yeah, about half the people who are sick that I know have the flu or strep. And then the other half have uh, some level of COVID. This is just the world we live in now. All right. I never got it. You never got COVID, dude? I made it all the way to now, and I still haven't. Uh, well, you have to be if you're. You have to be precise about how you talk about it, right? Like I never tested positive for COVID. Oh, gotcha. Because um, that doesn't mean you never had it. It just means you never tested positive. Maybe you had it when you never tested, um, and you just got over it really quickly, and then that made it so that 
you never got you know what I mean like it helped boost your immunity in the meantime yeah maybe maybe you were uh, asymptomatic for all you know you have no idea yeah exactly so I never tested positive never went through all the symptoms that like like you had it right yeah yeah it sucked Um, I hated it yeah exactly the worst I don't know why I got to be the atypical recipient why do I have to be all the worst symptoms for the exact runtime it's supposed to take to get through you uh, from A to B, I, or A to Z, I matched every criteria of a stupid COVID infection. Well, if there's any, if there are any long COVID listeners right now, they're gonna, they're gonna say you did not get it the worst. Mm, that's true. No, well, I don't think it was definitely not the worst. I have some friends. I got a friend in Provo here, not far from me, who is still just every day issues from his original COVID. Uh, he got back in early 2020, so like pre. Pre-vaccine, well, pre-everything. He just got so the big that's definitely a long COVID thing then. Oh, yeah. And his doctors yeah. are, like, trying everything, but, you know, there's not a lot. Not, there is they no, still like, don't know a lot about long COVID. They don't know exactly what causes it, what what makes it stick around for so long. Um, we just, speaking of uh, a podcast that I do, All Around Science, <laughs> Yeah. Um, the uh, we just talked about it um, recently, Update an update on where the science is, and and. While we have learned some things about it, the truth is that we still don't know very much about what causes long COVID. Yeah. Um, and that's frustrating it is for frustrating. a lot of people. Yeah, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't. I'm like that horse on Ren and Stimpy. I don't like it. No, sir, I don't. <laughs> do you remember that? I love that. God, remember Ren and Stimpy? What a great show. It was great until they tried to do the, the, ex, the new episodes on Spike. And then everybody saw what he really wanted to do with those characters, and it changed everything about it. And it was awful. It was terrible. Oh, I never saw those. Was it? Was it Nickelodeon? Was always uh, keep reining it in. Well, there's two things at play. John Kay, who was the creator, was constrained somewhat by Nickelodeon, but he also pushed the limits a lot over there, which made right, the, right. which made that cartoon kind of edgy and cool, and everybody liked it. Right. Well, it turns out the kinds of things he wanted to do with these characters way over the top compared to the rules you might have at a, at a cable network. So for whatever reasons, the spike people are like, bring it on, whatever, whatever you got. And that even just that first episode, I was, I kind of was like mouth open. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe what they were doing. And, uh, it was kind of just shocking. It, It fundamentally changed the characters. Like it was just a terrible idea. It's the reason it didn't last. It's just like, petered out almost immediately because people are like this is not Ren and Stimpy what the hell is this thing you're doing right right um it was bad and then that John K guy got in all kinds of trouble for his own little version of a me too lifestyle oh, business so yeah it's a bummer because he's very influential the entire I think the entire quote-unquote adult animation world are be- they benefit from really three main factors in terms of their branching out with creativity the simpsons uh ren and stimpy and uh what's the third one the third one would be i would give it to who would i give it to i would give it to another one that i can't think of right now i don't know i'm really into that scene though i love that stuff so was John Kay the one who was was the artist yeah he's the artist creator cuz that art art was was really influential right oh yeah it, like huge. you see it in um spongebob oh south park's uh, the other one i was gonna say by the way south, south park, park yeah. yeah but yeah you see it in spongebob like the weird close-up disgusting shots that you in spongebob yeah, yeah. uh like i don't know that any of these other hits are, are hit as hard without ren and stimpy laying the groundwork but 
Yeah. As as always, I guess never meet your heroes or whatever. How's it work? Rocco's Modern Life. Did you watch that? Yeah, I liked that. That was fun. That was a great show. I liked all the early Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah. And uh, I like a lot of Adult Swim, and I like a lot of Cartoon Network, and I like all those oh, things. Oh, yeah. I've been wanting to rewatch um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Ah, uh, yeah. They got new episodes of that. Do they? Yeah. They just, oh, they just came out. Yeah, and they're apparently pretty good. I've not watched them yet, but yeah, I liked oh, Aqua Teen. What a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Aqua Teen in the hood. G or however it did it. Anyway, uh, let's get going here. We got a bunch of stuff to cover. And uh, oh, I, did, I guess I didn't thank you for joining us today. So thank you, Bobby, for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, I was it. waiting for it. Jeez. I know. I almost <laughs> almost blew it. Um, so we got a couple of things here. I went to the dentist yesterday right after the show or pretty close to that after I posted. And uh, right. it was to fix a filling that they discovered was cracked I don't know, three weeks ago or something before the holidays. And then I got sick, so I had to cancel my appointment. Then when I went to go, the doctor canceled the appointment. He had something come up. Mm-hmm. So we're both like, just put it in January. It was not a big deal. It's not the kind of tooth that was about to go south or something. It was just a simple crack. So I go in there and uh, yesterday and I get in. And first of all, when they change things up, they make me nervous. The, the lady who usually does my cleaning and I really like her shows up first. And I'm like, do they not know I'm here for like an actual procedure? They're doing another cleaning. And you know, like that's, I thought she was there for, but no, she sits down. She says, I'm going to administer your numbing today. Did she say numbing? Yeah, she did. She didn't say Novocaine. She didn't say shots. She didn't say needles or, you know, any of other reference, just I'm in charge of your numbing today. I'll administer your numbing is how she put it. And I went, oh, you do that too? Crap, this feels like an experiment. Am I in a learning hospital? Like, what are we doing? Like, I kind of panic a little bit. And I don't like it. I don't like the feeling of new people doing new stuff that normally a, a dentist with, you know, 30 years experience. Yeah, it's like when you go to the, the doctor's office or the hospital, they're like, oh, so-and-so here is a is a, a student at the <laughs> university. And you're like, oh, geez, are yeah. they going to be touching me? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have this. Uh, we're going to have the janitor insert your catheter. And, yeah, we're uh, doing some cross training. <laughs> yeah. So good luck. Anyway, so she sits down. And I have to say, normally, I got like a nerve ball. I've talked about this on the show. But in the back rear, both sides of my jaw, whenever there's work on the bottom, they have to put it back in that back corner. And most people just pull it out. Fine. Yeah. With me, they always have to go through some tight little nerve ball that's mm. like in the way. Yeah. And they have to push past it. And if they hit it just right, it sends like a shock wave over my whole head. And when that oh happens, I can tell that I'm going to be numb till like four in the afternoon. That's how it'll be. And it'll be my mm. eye and my whole tongue and everything. Well, this time, so I'm bracing for it. Just mouth open. She goes, now relax your tongue a little. Yeah. I'm like, well, I barely know you. We got to take me to dinner or something before I do any of this, right? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> So I so I tried to do that, and she was so good with this. Like it was wow. the most I won't call it pleasant, but it was the most pain free dental injections have been for me maybe my entire life. She nailed it, and it got number quicker. It usually takes me longer, and they usually have to do a second one just to beef things up. Wow, she she nailed it the first time. It happened very quickly. In fact, so quickly that I was worried they were going to take forever to get in there to get it done, and I was going to start losing it before they started doing the work, which is one of my worst nightmares. Anyway, she did great. 
Fear number one, assuaged. See, now, if this, if you were one of my kids, I would say, you see, now the lesson we learned is that sometimes it's okay f- to try new things. Mm. <laughs> yeah, see, that's right. Parenting 101 with Bobby. Uh, so anyway, I that all went fine. Doctor comes in and he says, oh, man, how you doing? I said, I'm good. I'm good. And we shook hands and we always, he's been, a, he's as good a friend as he is my dentist. We've known each other for, since 04, 2004, we started using him. That's good that you got a relationship like yeah. that. Yeah, and he's great. I totally trust him. He's very professional. He's the one thing I'd like about him the most. I've said it on the show before, but he's he invests heavily in the latest dental tech. Right. So if right. there's a new hot laser thing, he's got it. If they're doing a fancier camera thing and and a, a new way of taking that data and crunching it and doing something cool with it. Oh, don't use the word crunch when you're talking about dentists. But anyway, the point is, all of that Only stuff... Only the best for right. Hall of Fame podcaster Scott Johnson. That's right. It's all pulled out. It's all for me. And uh, <laughs> and I do like that about it because I'm, I don't know, I'm a big believer in following where innovation takes you and that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, he says, how you doing? Sorry about last time. I said, oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I heard you were sick. I said, yeah, I did like a strep-like throat thing that wasn't COVID and it wasn't strep, but whatever it was, was gnarly. It's one of the worst sore throats I ever had in my life. It took like six days and a little bit of a sinus infection. He says, oh, yeah, that sounds rough. My household during the holidays was just kids throwing up, just barfing, barfing, barfing. And I went, oh, that's not my favorite thing in the world. And then he says, you know, I can't do it. I can't throw up. Can't even make myself do it. And I realized I've got, we have a new thing in common. I've got a streak going. From 2005, where I've not barfed in nearly, well, I guess next year it'll be 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. And, uh, anyway, I say that to him, and he goes, oh, no way. Um, something, something, something. And then they just kept going. After he shoves all the shit in my mouth, or starts to, they just want to keep telling stories about, oh, yeah, yep. last time I had to throw up, I, I think I sat on that bathroom floor and, like, stared at that toilet for half an hour, and I couldn't... I just couldn't get it done. And and they kept, and then the girl would pipe in and go, Oh, not me. I got to throw up immediately. If I don't feel well at all, I just puke as soon as I can puke. And they're going, they're doing this while they're putting giant uh, dam blocker things in my mouth, like a big old uh, rubber thing that I have to put in the rear so my mouth won't shut. And then on the other side, a whole bunch of gauze and little, little plates and stuff. And like she's putting wedges in this little metal thing he wrapped around the tooth. And like they're, they're they're on on the verge of having me break my streak because they're gagging me to death. I'm gonna hurl <laughs> right there in the say, chair. Do you worry that he feels like like threatened by by your record and and he's got the power to like activate your gag? Oh, reflex? he hundred percent could make me barf. Hundred <laughs> percent, he could. I don't know how. I don't know if he was tempted. Be about. like, be like, bleh, bleh. Oh, <laughs> looks like I'm the winner now. <laughs> yeah, he he was. Um, they just and they went on for ten minutes talking about this and how oh i wish i could i wish i could throw up i know i need to and i'm like yeah no no this is great can we wait till i'm done can we wait till i'm off of this can we talk about something else do you feel comp- when they're in their in your mouth like that and you can barely talk or you can't yeah. really talk yeah. but they're talking do you feel compelled to like make noises to to participate in the conversation 100 percent. i did it i did yeah, it during that's this. the same as me i'm always yeah. like uh, 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 yeah. uh, uh, uh. i'll do a lot of uh, uh, like a you know i agree or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know why i do that even when he was talking to her and he was saying oh you remember in the 90s how something something and i'd go uh, uh, like <laughs> like 
I don't know why. I don't know why. That's I not... do the same thing, and I know exactly why I do it. It's because I'm so anxious that they're going to think that I'm not interested, oh. which is a stupid thing to think. Yeah. Like, like they don't care. First of all, they're just doing their job. Right. <laughs> Second of all, they know I can't talk. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I get inside my own head about it, and I'm like, I need to make sure that I'm letting them know that I am interested in what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, it's something I feel like I'm I'm, I'm in some kind of social contract, and I can't just, like, yeah. Not, yeah, exactly. not do my fiduciary agreement, you know, to mm-hmm. talk to them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, everything went fine. It was once they got in there, it was quick. It still hurt a little, but I wasn't going to tell them. Cause I was just like, I can't numb very well down there, even at the bet. And it was the best numbing I've had. It's still, I can still feel it. Like it doesn't matter. I got nerve issues down there up top. No problem, dude. You could almost not give me the shot and I would, you could do the uppers. It freaking doesn't hurt at all. I don't know what my deal yeah. is. It's like the gravity has taken all my nerves down into here and they all just hang out down here. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's been that way since I was a kid. So F off teeth. You're the worst. Also, somebody told me the other day the only part of your skeleton that you'll ever wash is your teeth. Hmm, And I thought about that. Now, the problem is this. It's not contiguous bone, right? It's your jawbone, right? Mm -hmm. It's like if I cut into my arm, this is kind of gross, but I cut into my arm and I look at my ulna or something. (laughs) Wait, is is that one of the arm ones? I think so, yeah. I think it is. I took a big... It's in the forearm, I believe. I think it allows you to rotate or something. I was required my, by my commercial art teacher in college to take uh, a massive course of um, anatomy. And we used it in our art stuff uh, because we got to go to the university and draw cadavers. And like uh, people, they would flay arms open on, on a table with a cadaver. And then we would get to draw the muscle structure and where the bones connected and all that. It was actually kind of great, but terrifying at the same time anyway so that's why i think i remember some bones but anyway the point is yeah if i cut that open and look you'd see my bone my white bone peeking out you know yeah and that's the only time you're ever going to see that is either an accident or a surgery or something like that this person was saying well the only part of your skeleton you ever clean or ever see or touch outside of those uh those circumstances are your teeth but that doesn't sit right with me because teeth are real easy to pull out and they go into like a gum thing and then they got like nerves and roots, but the roots end. They don't just keep going down into your jaw like the bone isn't contigu- contiguous, right? Right. So F that guy and his dumb idea. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm saying. F that guy. Yeah, screw him. Uh, all right. We got another thing here to talk about. And that is uh, uh, Brian and I brought up the cobble pot uh Oswald Cobblepot stuff for Batman 2 and we and we continue the relationship here um, or the relationship discussion is what I meant to say and uh, somebody wrote in gave us a text without a name so sorry whoever you are I don't have your name but they sent it into 801-471-0462 and said for the Cobblepot Copperpot confusion on Wednesday's show Chester Copperpot was a character from the Goonies mm. now is this where I this is where I get to make an, an admission to the world that I'm I'm not exactly proud of, but as a child of the '80s, you're required to see the Goonies. Yeah, that's true. I've never seen. I even own the Goonies on DVD or Blu-ray or something. Wow. I've never seen the original The Goonies. You know what that sounds like to me? Sounds, sounds like, like a perfect excuse to go on to our friend TV's Travis's <laughs> podcast. You know what? I've been on in a while. Maybe this is the one. <laughs> I'd love to put it behind me. 
right? Because it's yeah, it, it appears to be culturally to be as important as I don't know seeing uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark or A New Hope or anything that shaped us as kids around then. It is, yeah. It feels like it is a cultural touchstone. You you should definitely uh, see it for that reason. I don't. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't know how it holds up. You know, there's some movies that oh, you got to see this movie, and and you're like, oh, this is not interesting, or (laughs) yeah, we're kind (laughs) of unwatchable. But there are some that definitely hold up. Like Jurassic Park, I think, is one of those ones that just holds up wonderfully. Yeah, Um, yeah, of course. But uh, I mean, Jurassic Park is on my list of movies. I think that are perfect. It's yeah, it's film. in my top 10 movies of all time for sure. Yeah, it's a perfect movie. Other examples might be... Uh, uh, let's stay I in will this. never be able to guess. Well, let's stay in the same era for now. We'll say um, okay. <laughs> uh, Back to the Future is a perfect film, in my opinion. And, and yeah. when people say, what do you mean by perfect? My definition, I've done this on Film Sex Patreon before, but my definition okay. of perfect is it's a combination of pacing. It's mostly pacing, timing, and direction that make up a yeah. perfect film. Everything, all the other elements can fit wherever, wherever but you just kind of know it when you've seen it. You know that that was perfect. I think Raiders is a perfect film. I think that, um, oh geez, there's so many. Actually, a recent example would be uh, Edge of Tomorrow, I think is a perfect film. It's perfectly constructed to be what it is and be as entertaining as it is. And I would put in that list, of course, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay, moving on. Sure. <laughs> um, anyway, to the cobber, cobble pot, Chester Copperpot thing, I'll just have to take your word for it. Here's what I know about Goonies. I know there's a mom who's kind of evil or something. I know that she's got a son with like one eye or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's all like deformed. I don't know much about him. I just know he exists in there. And I know there's a fat kid who acts like he gets shot with a machine gun out in the yard. Because I've seen the meme. And that's it. It's all, oh, and it's got short round in it. Right. Right. Oh, and young versions of uh, Thanos and uh, uh, other kids that are now old. He hasn't learned how to snap yet. No, <laughs> it's early days. <laughs> early days for Thanos. He'd get there though. He'd yeah. get there. Anyway, what thanks. about before before we leave the movie topic? I did have one. Do you, I do you think um, Die Hard is a is one of those? Yes, types of Die Hard is a perfect film. Yep. Yeah, that's I a good one so too. Perfect, perfect action movie. One of these days, I should just make make a definitive list because when I did this for film sack I just kind of thought of a handful and then talked about them but I'll bet I'll bet I could come up with something that's just like a big giant list of things you could just see anytime always find them enjoyable never really tire of them uh, and it's a smaller list than you think yeah and I, and there are a few that I would put in there that I don't think I want to see all the time but I also think they're kind of perfect like I think Goodfellas is a perfect film, but I don't want to see it every other day. I want to see, I want want chunks of time between me and my viewings of that, you know? And in that, and in that regard, there are plenty of movies that you probably really love, but don't consider them to be perfect movies. Right. Right. Like for example, uh, the black and white um, Nebraska movie, Alexander Payne movie from some years ago. I love that movie. Right. It is an amazing film. And I do want to see it again, but I don't want to constantly see it again. It's hard to explain. So I wouldn't call it a perfect movie, but I would call it a great movie. And there are plenty of those. Um, And they don't always line up with what the rest of the world thinks is a perfect film. So I realize this is a very personal thing, you know? Of course. 
I mean, do you have one like Fury Road where you just love it and you can't stop thinking about it? There is a movie that if it's there is one movie that if if it's on, I will have to watch it. Um, and I do try to watch it every once in a while, and uh, it's a guilty pleasure kind of movie. Everyone thinks I'm not crazy, but but they laugh when they hear like one of my all time favorite movies is the Kevin Costner uh, Robin Hood movie. Oh, that's uh, a good time. Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Yeah, it's a good time. Great time. I love that movie. Yeah. Um I I've loved it since I was like I don't know, first time I saw it, it had to have been like six years old. <laughs> yeah, you had to have been a, a wee boy then. Is yeah. What I'm thinking. Um Yeah. I would have been I like, love that movie. What are you, ten years younger than me or something? A little more? 84 is when I was born. Jeez. So you're 14 years younger than me. So oh. I, was, I was 14 going girls and stuff when you were born. <laughs> that's, think, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah, it is good to know. I will say this to your credit. You're a, yellow, you're a young soul. Or an old soul. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. You're an old soul. I don't normally, I wouldn't think of any, I, I don't normally think of people who are 14 years younger than me as an older soul, but you, you seem to be a, uh, someone. I had an eighth grade, uh, my homeroom English teacher in eighth grade said the same thing because I was always talking about like listening to um, uh, really old classic rock of the time. Like I was, I was constantly talking about like, um, like Led Zeppelin and, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, uh, she, she said the same thing. I was, cause I was into older stuff. She was like, you are older than you look. Yeah. <laughs> and my daughter's like that. Carter's like that. Carter, are you over there? No, oh, I thought she was here. Your dog's here. Oh, hi, Ripley. <laughs> Sorry, Ripley just showed up. What are you doing in here? I can't help. I can't play with you right now. Hey, Carter, call your dog. Where is she? Taking a lake run herself. I don't know what's going on. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to this. We got a, speaking of movies, we got a call about Zack Snyder's new film. Mm. I don't know if anyone will agree with this, but I'm going to play it and we're going to talk about it. Here you go. Hey, this is Rocky from Denton, Maryland. I'm just going to say that Zack Snyder might have did the best Star Wars. Bye. Love the show. That's a that's a that's a bold statement, Zack Snyder. And he's talking about Rebel Moon. That's what he means. Because that's the new thing. And it's very Star Wars-ish. And in fact, it was pitched mm. as a Star Wars film to Disney, and they rejected it, so he did his own. Really? Yeah. I um, haven't seen it. Yeah, reviews are bad. I'm not oh. saying it's bad. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, I can't okay. say. I'm sure that it's... I'll, I'm sure I'm going to find some enjoyment out of it, because I just generally do with Zack Snyder movies. I don't, I don't think he's as bad as everyone says. It depends on the film. I think Justice League was terrible. His remake was, or his uh, re, remaster, or whatever the hell, the, his cut of it was better, but it was still not great. Um, I love 300. I really like uh, the 2000, or yeah, 2004 uh, Dawn of the Dead remake that he did. I that was really good. And I quite like Watchmen, but everything else kind of hit and miss with me. And Mo- uh, Rebel Moon sounds like one that probably will miss more than it hits right now. It's at 24% yeah. on uh, Rotten Tomatoes from the Ooh, reviewers. Yeah. 60% from uh, readers. But once again, it just feels like one of those divisive things. You either love what Sna- Zack Snyder's up to almost call him snack Snyder. <laughs> snack Snyder. Yeah. Mm, um, but, uh, Anyway, the point is, I, I don't know if saying it's the best Star Wars movie is going to get you too much agreement out there. I mean, even from the people who like it, I think it's just it's just its own movie. And uh, 
I mean, they did. He st- not stole. He he cribbed things from Star Wars. Like these people use straight up lightsabers in this movie. Oh, um, I think there's some kind of mystical forcey shit going on. Wow, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> A lot of very Star Warsy looking business. You know, space religion and they and all they that. get their their powers from. Uh, Jedichlorians. Ooh, Jedichlorians. <laughs> no, they yeah. it's uh, they get it from chlorine. Is what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Spending too much time in the pool. That's right. That's right. Never forget. I'll never forget when somebody. Maybe you can confirm this because of your science show. But is it true that the reason chlorine smells like chlorine is only when it reacts with pee, and that's what makes it smell strong? Otherwise, you'd never notice it in a pool that was fresh. Say, say a pool, no one's been in it. No bacteria in there, nothing yet. And it's that supposedly that chlorine smells like nothing. Is that true? Um, no, I think I think the I think the smell is just what chlorine smells. I could be wrong about this, but I think I remember it means that you just have too much chlorine in the pool. It shouldn't smell <laughs> if you have the right amount. <laughs> All right, so it's not supposed to... Because what I was told is it only smells when it interacts with 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 urine, human urine, and that's what gives the chlorine the smell it gives. Is what yeah. I what I was told. A, I I was told this from a the source. A quick of- Google search says that that's true. Chlorite NCl three is formed when organic matter is so. So it might not just be urine though. It could be thing, like sweat and other things. Just not. Just not just pure like water. Dirty pure. chlorine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be someone's peeing in the pool. It could just be. That guy was sweaty before he got in there, or I don't know. Enough people get in there after each other, and you and and then they overdo the chlorine to kill all that, which makes it all that much stronger. I don't know. Yeah, so that's a little side thing for you, folks. Chew on that for a while. Finally, before we get to today's news, or at least some of it, we got uh, we said something about how fast food restaurants deal with their oil, how often they change it out when they're on, on the deep fryer and that and that sort of thing. And Brian was like, oh, it's probably like every week or eight days or something like that. Um, I think McDonald's was our example. Anyway, we got a call from somebody who worked at a KFC. Uh, He's a local, and I know him, and I trust him. And here's what he said. Hello, Scott and Brian. This is for TMS, since other Brian also does play retro. That's not narrowing it down enough. Anyway, this is Hootie42. I was just listening to the... Uh, you guys talking about fried foods and such and McDonald's. I actually had a little bit of insight on what they do with the oil. I worked at a KFC, so not McDonald's, but a KFC in high school. And the fryers got filtered every single night. We had this special filter machine with, you know, kind of like a big, thick coffee filter on it that would filter through all the oil and get out any impurities and stuff. And... The fryer that we would make, like, their fries and stuff, not the chicken, that would get changed weekly. The chicken fryers uh, went through so much oil that we just added oil constantly. It came in big blocks of shortening. Uh, The stuff that we threw out actually went into a big barrel out behind the store, and there is a place that would come pick it up, and they used it to make, of all things, cosmetics. Uh, So have a good day. Love the show, and Scott, we got to do lunch. Yeah, we do. I keep putting them off. We keep scheduling stuff, and then 
stuff comes up and then we don't go to lunch. We should go to lunch. We're not going to KFC. I can promise you that. <laughs> After hearing about this block of shortening that you got to put in there. Ugh. Well, I can think of any other chicken place I'd rather go anyway. So. Oh, yeah. No, this um, uh, KFC is my last choice on chicken. It's unfortunate because as a kid, I th- I used to, well, whatever. You love everything when you're a kid. But I thought. That's true. I thought KFC was amazing when I was a kid. Pizza Hut was so good when I was a kid. And they had yeah, a restaurant kids, then. They had a place you could sit down. It was great. We'll, we'll ask the kids, what do you want to go? Let's, you guys pick where we go to dinner tonight. And they're always like, CeCe's Pizza. I'm like, what? What is CeCe's Pizza? <laughs> Should I know that, Jane? Do you not know CeCe's Pizza? No. Oh, CeCe's is uh, it's one of those um, pizza buffets. Oh, um, okay. And so they like it because there's macaroni pizza. <laughs> mm. Um, Over here, we, we have a place called Godfather's here that is definitely that. It's like stuff under a lamp, and it's been there yeah. too long. It's and just bad pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like and I'm, I'm like, not a why fan. Why do you want to go there? Not only are we going to eat bad pizza, but we're also going to get diarrhea. Yeah. Like, yeah. You want to go out for pizza and diarrhea? <laughs> but kids are great that way. They'll eat anything, man. They don't it care. It is cheap. I will give uh, give him that, but oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I used to work at um, Wendy's. That was my first job. I worked at Wendy's, and I can confirm that's that sounds about right for for what we did. Was um, we we never we hardly ever changed out the chicken oil because of that. You you're constantly adding more because the the oil sticks to the chicken. You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, not a lot of it, of course, but enough of it where you have to refill it. Um, and yeah, we would. We would run it through a filter, um, and the filter and, oh, man, was when the you filter did have to change the oil. Yeah, when you had to change the oil, you had to wear like like a big giant rubber apron and big <laughs> boots and these rubber gloves all the way up to your shoulders, and it was like it was very dangerous. <laughs> oh yeah, a little spitting, spitting hot freaking oil. Forget it, man. Oh yeah. So, but. Did the filter does it work? It doesn't sound like that. It's just running it through paper or whatever. I mean, it's 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 pretty heavy duty paper, and it's not. It's it it works. Yeah, it okay. works fine. All right. Um, it all sounds I, gross I mean, to me. Sounds. It is gross. Yeah. Uh, and eventually, it 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 stops working enough that you eventually do have to change the oil. But um, yeah. it's all gross. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. I think. Everyone, every teenager should have to work fast food before they before they graduate high school. Yeah, uh, I kind of agree, and my kids <laughs> never did. Yeah, and I feel like I gave them a disservice. They worked at job. They had new, you know, they had jobs and they were hard jobs. Sure, but nobody, sure. nobody did the fast food thing. I did. My wife did, but for whatever reason, other opportunities arose for my kids, and they never had to. And I, I don't know if I regret that yet or not. I guess I'll have to wait and see when. I think there's so many good reasons to make your kids work fast food. It's it's very hard work. Yeah. First. Yeah. Um. It's it's uh it's thankless. <laughs> like literally, people are yelling at you and and but that's the on the other side of that. I feel like so my wife didn't ever work fast food and I th- I feel like she's way less patient with fast food workers and I am way more patient mm. because I know the the. I know the the shit that they're dealing with. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, no, that's a good point. It'll it'll make you much more uh, empathic to those around you. Uh, yeah. My so Nick did work at a at a um, movie theater. It's pretty close, mm-hmm. pretty close to that. You know, dealing with popcorn and butter and 
having to hurry your ass up and people are impatient because their movie's about to start. They got there late. They're trying to get their popcorn or their concessions or whatever. And this one had yeah. like four different kind of restaurant things in the main court. So if you wanted a burger, you wanted corn dogs, whatever, you could mm -hmm. do all that. Yeah. And those that was hard. So you know what? I did have Nick do that. I take it yeah, back. Yeah, that's close enough, I think. Yeah. The girls had it cushy. I had um I had a uh, I I got my oil, hot oil dropped on my hand one time and I it was I can't remember Ugh. if first or third degree is the worst, but it was the, the it was the the lesser of them. I think it's a Second first degree burn. First degree burn is lesser than a third degree yeah, burn. So, is the worst, yeah. So it was. It was almost certainly a first degree burn, and um, and the the shift manager or whoever it was at the time just had me go in the back, rub some like like burn cream on it, and then sit down for ten minutes, and then get back to work. Wow, wow. <laughs> it was, um, that's a. It was, that uh, feels like an OSHA violation, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how I that works. Know. Um, yeah, uh, why have we done that as a society? We call it first-degree murder, worst kind of murder. But we call it first-degree burns, least hardcore burn. Why have and we done Def that? DEFCON 5. Yeah. DEFCON 5 is low, right? I think. And then DEFCON 1 <laughs> is when, when, the, when the poop is really hitting the fan. Yeah, we got to unify some of this stuff. We're Numbers either first or meetings, last. Guys. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's golf. Golf did it. Because golf is like, no, you want a low score, while the rest of all competition ever is a high score. What are, yeah. you, do what are you doing over there? All right. Well, there's that. Let's get into some news. Probably not a lot, but a little bit. Let's do it. Today's news is brought to you by Trickster, who is just a cool dude and a nice guy, and we're glad to have him in the Frog Pants community. That's all I wanted to say about that guy. All right. Once in a while, you guys just show up, and I'm impressed with you, and I just want to mention your names. That's all. Uh, let's talk about a Florida man. He is seen taking live fish from an indoor pond at a Bass Pro Shop. That's not good. Uh, the Lee County Sheriff's Office is searching for a male who was seen taking a live fish from this pro shop on Wednesday evening, according to the Sheriff's Office. In a release, deputies said the male entered a Bass Pro Shop in the Gulf Coast Town Center while carrying a fish net. Ooh. Um, he then used the net to review or to remove a live tarpoon, tarpon. Is that a fish? Must be a tarpon. Tarp, tarpon. Tarpon? Not tarpon? Yeah. All right. Tarpon. It says, would you like any gray tarpon? Um, let's see. From an indoor fish pond before fleeing the store with it. You see a guy just running with a fish. Ah, I got the fish. I'm fleeing. Ah. Uh, if you have information about this, you're supposed to call this 800 number, Crime Stoppers number, which I'm not going to uh, announce. Uh, but I will show you a photo of the security footage of this guy stealing fish. Which, you know, in the right situation, might be us. I don't know. Yep, there he is. See, look at him. He's got a net. He comes in there. He's like, I'm getting me some fish. Yeah, there he is. Let's see. Did he run? Uh, I can't tell. This video is a bad handheld camera thing. Oh, there he is. He goes running off with it. Big old bag of fish. Well, all right then. You know, when you need a fish, sometimes you just do whatever it takes. So good luck to him. What? What's, I want to know why. No, we still don't know. We got to catch the guy, I guess. My, my <laughs> assumption is... Like, Catch okay, let's think about it for a second. If it's a pro bass shop, these are big bass fish. 
you what do you buy those for? Do you eat them? I guess you do. Yeah, why are they in the I've I yeah, mean, I guess I don't I've never been to a Bass Pro Shop. I'm in case you couldn't tell, I'm not the Bass Pro Top Bro sh- I can't even say it. That's bro, how Bro Top. You're not the Bash Bro Top. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but uh why do they have this a tarpon in a pond in a Bass Pro Shop? I don't understand. I don't know. We got any smart people in the chat who know how this is? They're on display. Is it just to show them off? Yeah. <laughs> Benjamin says pretty much pets. I don't know about that. <laughs> Who's got bass pets? <laughs> Because we would catch, we would go down to like Lake Powell and catch bass and then eat the bass. We would have a fishing license and we would, that's why we would catch the fish. Um, but having them in a place, because the Bass Pro Shop is also about those tools for fishing. It's about fancy reels and rods and, you know, all the gear and the camping stuff and all that other stuff. And then bait and everything. But then there's this, there's actual live bass there. I don't understand that. That's weird to me. Yeah. I mean, it could be. It could be like, um, like Tom Norm said in the chat that it's it's like a marketing thing. Like it's just like that's the that's the the Bass Pro Shop that has the live big old fish pond. Oh, <laughs> it's like Cabela's having all the uh, or or Shields if that's where you live. These places that have like big trophy deer, like full body deer right, and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's to show that hey, you're a hunter. Come on in here and look at what you're gonna kill. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. Someone in the chat just made me laugh. Who was it? Uh, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Who was it? It's going so fast. There's so many of you in there. Oh, he's, uh, the boy who cried woof says every kid should have, have to work at a Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> right. It made me laugh. Nice, nice callback. Nice, nice yeah. work on that. Uh, let's see. Let's rip through this story real quick. Uh, pizza topped with 1,001 varieties of cheese. Uh, was baked in France. I don't know if it's some kind of world record. It must be. Guinness Book Oh, it is. Guinness Book of World Records uh, has finally recognized a pair of French pizza chefs who teamed up with a cheese maker and a YouTube star. Oh, good. That's important. <laughs> what? A, that's a that's a, a, a star winning team up right there. I don't know why you need that part. You know, like other than exposure, right? So you got somebody who's yeah. got a lot of audience yeah. or whatever, and so you're, you, that's why you would do it. I'm, I'm going to assume that's the reason, because why else Why else do you need two French guys a plan to make a thousand and one variety of cheese, pizza, and a YouTube star? It sounds like the start of a terrible joke. <laughs> I don't want to know the punchline for him. Uh, anyway, this happened. Uh, Chefs Benoit Brulé and Fabian Montes- Montalancio... Uh, worked with cheesemaker Sophie Hatat Richard Richard Luna uh, and YouTuber Florian on air because they never use their real names. These people, yeah, yeah. to break the world uh, world record for the most varieties of cheese on a pizza. Uh, the previously set record was 254 cheeses in 2020, and it was the same person, this Bruel Bruel per- person. Uh, but his record was later broken by Morgan Nequette who cooked a pizza topped with 834 cheese varieties. Uh, is there a photo of this? Because all I picture is just a giant mound of cheese. I need to see how they did this. Because if it's just a sprinkle of each cheese... I mean, it's it can't be a lot, right? Yeah. Um, okay, It is. it does look kind of Chicago style now that I see it. It's, <laughs> it's thick. It's like a cake. Oh, geez. Yeah. 
That's home. This pizza holds the record. So some of this cheese is like chunks of it. Other part, other cheeses are like sprinkles of it. As best I can tell. Yeah, well, I'm looking at it too. It just looks like a regular pizza with a ton of cheese on top of it. Yeah, this would kill you. Don't eat this. I mean, maybe a taste. But if you Could ate you a whole slice it? of this, dude, you're gonna you're backing yourself up for a month. Why? Why? Yeah, you that's the real, the real question. The real loss here. Think of those Did, people. Although maybe good to good if you're going to be going on a long plane flight. Oh yeah, that's true. Plug it up. Get that cork. Get yeah. the <laughs> nature's cork. Uh, all right. Google says gonna... there are only about eighteen hundred varieties of cheeses in the world, or or oh. close to two thousand varieties. So they're halfway there. So you're saying I have a chance to go even further? Well, yeah, why let's was do it? it? Let's do it. Why wasn't this a thousand and two varieties or three divide? You know what I mean? Why one oh one thousand and one? Is that a fun number? Is that why? Must it's be marketing. Marketing. We'll do one thousand two hundred and thirty-four, and the headline will be. Um, uh, uh, home chef Bobby Frankenberger and a podcaster Frog Pants. <laughs> mm, yeah, because I don't go by my real name. Yeah, yeah, YouTuber Frog Pants. Yep. <laughs> Somebody told me once that the reason um, Frog Pants hasn't taken off on YouTube in terms of like just overall, it's been fine, but you know, hasn't been like a big yeah. explosion or anything. I have all my own theories, but this person thinks it's because I don't have a wacky name. He told me that. Oh, because it's just Scott Johnson. Yeah, I'm just like most boring name ever. I've, I was. Yeah. It's so boring and common, dude. I went to the dentist yesterday, and there was a sign to the next floor up for a guy who specializes in root canals named Doctor Scott Johnson, DDS. I'm everywhere. There might. I mean, there might be something to do, something to that, you know. But well, you would think it would work the other way, right? Like people who were looking for you would find you, right. and then other people who were looking for Scott Johnson, the root canal specialist, would yeah. also find you. <laughs> I, I used to be the number one uh, Google result. Let's see if it's still true. Uh, nope. Now it's the murder of Scott Johnson. Oh my God! There was uh, Scott Johnson murdered. Yeah. Uh, it's some horrible. I guess it's a case from '88 that's all big again. Uh, Scott Johnson, gay U.S. student killer, jailed in Sydney after 30 years on the run. Great, I got completely usurped. It used to be, I used to be the number one result. Nope. And then right after me, or some kind of fighting with me, was this uh, Australian rugby coach <laughs> with my name. So yeah, the goal has always been for me to be the Scott Johnson. That you know, and not the one you. The, the top Scott. Not the murdered the top one. Johnson. Yeah. And don't confuse me with Scott Peterson, the murderer. Don't do that. Yeah. But do this. Uh, come back after this break, because when we come back, Tom Merritt's going to join us. We're going to get a little tech time in the morning. And uh, recommendals after that with Nicole. Randy's on the road. He's traveling back from uh, his vacation away uh, for the holidays. So he will not be joining us today. But me and Nicole are definitely going to be here and uh, we're going to talk about some stuff we saw. And also I'm going to warn people about a thing I saw that I still can't quite get my head around. I still can't believe it. Anyway, <laughs> to this moment, I'm still kind of in shock. I'm, I'm having, I think I had a, not PT, I'm not, I don't have PTSD about a movie, but it's as close as I've come. Well, consider me teased. Yeah, Scott. you've been teased. <laughs> you've been Johnson. Just wait for more. <laughs> Anyway, before then, I want to play a song. This is one Brian forwarded to me to play today called Scarlet Tongues. And uh, this is from a band, an American duo called The Glass Hours, which is kind of a cool name. And uh, they have a new single from their upcoming album. 
And uh, they have a self-titled studio album calling. Or, uh, it started, let's see, it drops March 1st, so that's coming soon. Uh, this is thanks to Cornelius Chapel Records. And uh, anyway, we're talking about some, some, some cool stuff here. Uh, Brad Armstrong, Megan Barbara, and their music blurs between Sunday afternoon country folk and the golden age of the 70s. Well, if that doesn't intrigue you, I don't know what will. Plus, this guy's got a wild beard on this uh, album mm. cover. So that's cool. Anyway, we're going to play that song. And when we come back, all that stuff I mentioned. So please stay tuned. Nightfall in the city of a thousand scarlet tongues. And I make my way back home to you. In the boardwalk it is singing with a thousand golden tones But I make my way back home to you Though the evening like a river runs a thousand miles from here I make my way back home to you I've seen a thousand empty bottles and I have yet to drink my fill I make my way back home to you If ever I forsake you It never was my choice So I got canyons in my heartbeat Razors in my It never was a lie Cause I'm bound to be the only person Waiting at the end of the line It never was a lie 
Cause I'm bound to be the only person waiting at the end of the line Mr. Whiteside, it's very bad for you. My great aunt Jennifer ate a whole box of candy every day of her life. She lived to be 102, and when she'd been dead three days, she looked better than you do now. We want to watch cartoons. Hey, don't talk back to your mother. And we've returned... That song, once again, was uh, The Glass Hours and the, from their new untitled album. The song is... I lost it. Where'd the song go? The song is called <laughs> Scarlet Tongues, which if you have one, talk to a doctor. Definitely see your doctor. Yeah, yeah don't, uh, don't be messing around with that. Nobody's tongue should be scarlet. All right. Let us now uh, call Tom. How about them? Apples right there. It's always good having him here. He's got stuff to say, things to share. A uh, world of technology, really, to share with his best friends, TMS in the morning. Uh, let's play a little intro for him. Why not? Why not, I say? Where is it? Where's Tom's? Here it is. We want Tom. Yeah, we do. We want Tom Merritt. And good news, he's here. Tom Merritt joins us as he does every Wednesday to talk about all the cool happenings in the world of tech. Hello, Tom Merritt. How are you? Hello, Scott Johnson. I just texted you a picture of an interesting use of Johnson's oh. at IKEA that I saw over see. the weekend. Let me check this real quick here. Um, if you're in the mood for romance, oh, you might want to be like the Johnson's. Yeah, it says the Johnson's, quote, I love tra uh, traditional elegance. He loves smart home gardens, gadgets rather. We found a balance with lush textiles, deep colors, and practical modern upgrades that make our quality time together more romantic. Ooh. Ooh, Tom, I didn't I didn't know how you felt. I, I didn't know that this is how the Johnsons uh, designed their <laughs> romantic getaways until I went to Ikea. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the name Johnson, very Swedish in origin. Mm. Mm, it's where yep. my, my relatives come from, so it makes sense to me. But Wouldn't I've never... Two S's, though, when they, when they spell it? In oh, uh, that's a good point. John's sons. The Johnsons. They tend to like to double up their consonants in those Scandinavian languages. Yeah. Also, Swedish or sorry, IKEA stuff is usually things like Borka and Gerberger. It's like they don't have things like Johnsons there. It's weird. And, and I do love that uh, Kim. I think loves traditional elegance. She and does. You love smart home gadgets. We do, like, and and together it makes for a very romantic time together. Mm -hmm. Well done, IKEA. You've nailed it. Uh, well, anyway, thank you for that. Hey, Tom, uh, it's, hey. Uh, we're, we're back from the dumb holiday. It's time to figure stuff out. What's going on in the yeah, world? Yeah, yeah. Let's get, let's get back to work. Yeah. Uh, 2024 style, right? Yeah. Um, well, that's what I'm going to do next week when the Consumer <laughs> Electronics Show happens. Uh, I can already feel the pain in my feet. Mm. Uh, Daily Tech News Show is not going in force it's just me uh but i'll be meeting up with molly wood and shannon morris and a few other people uh to kind of report from the floor sarah lane's going to anchor the home front so she can keep track of all of the announcements that happen that's one of the things we found in years that we didn't go to ces we had a better chance of keeping on top of everything because you're not distracted mm. by having to move around ces yeah. but when you're at ces 
you do get to see some things and talk about some things that you you might not uh, catch otherwise. Right. So we're 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 trying to do both uh, this time. We we did that last year. We sent Rich Straffolino and Amos, uh, and so I'll be going this year uh, just just on my own to kind of save a little little money. Mm. Uh, and it'll be interesting to to see what I find. I you know what I think I'm going to do. Uh, I I think I'm going to. Uh, I might use a GoPro. I might just use my phone, but I'm gonna do like video tours of the press events. Mm. Maybe the show floors, but the show floors are so massive. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's gonna work. If I'll have time to do that, frankly. Uh, but the the press events are a little more navigable. You can walk a whole floor in less than an hour. Mm. Uh, so if people are interested in, in just getting a virtual look at the at the floor, I might be recording those and uploading them to YouTube. Yeah, and there's plenty of so, you know, we've all been to conferences of different kinds and they range in size from small and manageable to very large. I don't think people realize how big CES is. It is freaking huge. It's bigger than it used to be floor space wise. Yeah. Like they cover the expanded Las Vegas Convention Center, which is now bigger than it used to be. It also includes the Venetian uh, and and other other hotel uh, areas, the Sands, all of that. So it's yeah, it's it's massive. Are you are you, is there anything on the? I don't even know if we know. Is there anything that's leaked ahead or people are looking forward to from this particular event this year or, or a yeah, thing that you expect gonna, to see? You know, there's the usual, like, expect every press release to include AI somehow. Yeah. Uh, so so we're seeing that already. Uh, there's also going to be some cool wireless tech, some interesting headphone stuff with MEMS is expected. Uh, we're probably going to get a lot of Matter and Smart Home announcements, mm. uh, which we got last year. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we've got the usual suspects, but there's always some surprises. So I'm, I'm interested to see what, what the trends are at the end versus what they are looking like at the beginning. Uh, and if you keep, keep up with daily tech headlines or daily tech news show, uh, you know, that LG has been doing their usual thing of trickling out a bunch of announcements that they'll show off at CES, but they're giving you the details ahead of time. Samsung's been doing that too. And then Samsung's going to come back with an unpacked announcement on January 17th after CES. So you're going to get your Samsung Galaxy S announcement earlier this year. I've had a few people email and say back in the 90s, 1994's CES was the last year that gaming was part of CES. It was the, it, that's where, you know. 1994? Yeah, Sega and all these guys would go to. No E3 yet. E3 happened in 95. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So E3 happens the very next year and then there's a big shift. There was a little trickle. Mm-hmm. There was more of a trickle away though over time because there was still some stuff at CES for a couple of years, but most of yeah. it moved to E3. And I'm getting these emails now going, well, with E3 gone, Mm -hmm. do you think that CES will pick up any of that slack? Will we see anybody exhibit there? Like, will Microsoft have an Xbox Studios maybe small thing? Or will (laughs) somebody else? That would be interesting since Microsoft doesn't have a, a booth. At CES, oh, hasn't had true. for years. Yeah, that's true. They just they just show up at other people's announcements and do private uh, appointments and stuff like that. So it'd be interesting if Xbox went to the show floor. I kind of don't expect that though. No. I I think Game Developer Conference GDC is probably your best bet to pick up a lot of the E3 slack uh, that that doesn't go independent, right? Like like Sony and Nintendo just doing their own announcements. I think is where you're going to see the bigger folks go. Yeah, and the game the game awards and the summer fest yeah, yeah. and all that Jeff Keighley stuff sort of picks up all the the showy bit of it, and then yeah. all the behind the, the kind scenes of stuff that would go to CES. I feel like goes to GDC, and then yeah, Keighley's going to pick up a lot of the the fun. You know, let's show some game trailer uh, stuff, which is cool, and he does a great job at it. And and then the bigger folks will have their own events, and it'll, it'll be. 
E3 distributed, a different E in, in different parts. Oh, there you go. I They're like that. Put your, move your E's about a little bit. <laughs> we'll have some electronics over here, some entertainment over there, <laughs> your expo over there. <laughs> and uh, this year doesn't compete with the uh, adult entertainment expo, I don't believe. So you're, you're safe there. So you won't walk into the wrong hall, as far as I know. But that used to be a thing. They always put it at the exact same time. Yeah, and, it's been a few years since that was the same because because yeah. the, the the adult entertainment expo got too big. They they just yeah. couldn't share the city anymore. Yeah, they can't. It's literally the city uh, for these events now. Yeah, yeah, it really. Is. Um, our very own KT Data will be there bumping around. I, I kind of hope he runs into you and you guys. Uh, oh yeah, uh, give me a shout out, KT yeah. Data. I'd, lo- I'd love to say hi. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna p- pick on him for for uh, checking in on him for a little TMS results here as well. So TMS may be a great place with Tom and him combined. We're going to have the greatest reporting of CES of all time ever. Yes. Except not uh, true. That's not the news today, though. Oh, what's the, the news, news today? today? Tell me more. Is that a human beat Tetris. What? <laughs> Hold on. Kill screen style or what? Yeah, what? kill screen. Wait, so, beat it. <laughs> beat it. They're, yeah, they're, they're, we have known... For the last couple of years, that 157 was the max level because people have used uh, machine models to to play through and beat oh. it. But no human had done it until Willis Gibson, 13-year-old Willis Gibson in Oklahoma. You of course, need it the, was a 13-year-old. The reactions <laughs> of a 13-year-old, exactly. Uh, uploaded a video on YouTube of him playing through, in 38 minutes, 157 levels of t- Tetris. Uh, causing the game to crash and stop releasing new blocks. Black oh my screen. gosh, that's that's the. I mean, a kill screen is everyone's goal if you're into that stuff and can't believe he did it. Oh, here's that's there's over a, four levels per minute. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. There's apparently a strategy that I was unfamiliar with before today called hyper tapping. Uh, that is described as vibrating your fingers in a way that can move the controller faster than the in-game speed. Yep, this is correct. Uh, it's also how speedrunners do it. Uh, with a lot of different games, actually, not just Tetris. But this kid probably... And they also hold their controller real weird. I haven't seen... I'm not looking at video yet. I'm going to go check the stream out later, but it's apparently all up on Twitch. Um, but he... Uh, they hold it really funky. They don't hold it like you hold your controller at home, everybody. They hold it in a very weird way. I assume this is the NES version of the game. Let's see. Yeah, it's the Nintendo NES. Okay. Uh, the classic nineteen eighty nine version. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So this is this is Tetris before they added <clears throat> the feature of holding a piece for later. Um, a lot of people think that's just standard Tetris. That came out like Tetris two or some way later version mm-hmm. of Tetris. The original, you had no piece in reserve. So not only is this kid doing this to a kill screen, he's not he doesn't have any long pieces up in his corner that he can pull yeah. out anytime he feels like. It's impressive. Now we got to get him working on, you know, what girls will date a boy like that, you know? <laughs> I imagine uh, he, he he might not have a problem with the kind of notoriety he has in the and the world we live in of, of internet fame. Yeah. Uh, what he does have is a bunch of people trying to beat his 38-minute speed record already. People oh, yeah. are, are out there, you know. People get fired up immediately about this stuff. You can have stuff go kind of stale in the speed running. This isn't really speed running, but in that in that world... You can have a record yeah. go stale for a decade, and then somebody will come out of nowhere, beat it by 0.32 seconds, and then that entire world explodes, and 50 more people are trying to get it because yeah. they can't believe somebody broke this unbeatable record. It's actually really fun if you get into some of that. I could never play it's like exciting. that, but it's yeah, fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's cool. And I guess that's where we're at with Tetris now. Now that there's a kill screen, now it's now it's speed running. Like, mm-hmm. how fast can you do it? Yeah. So good luck to everybody. I hope that kid holds that record for a long time, and he's got a cool mullet. 
So happy, happy for him. Uh, this and many other stories can be found on the Daily Tech News Show. And today is Wednesday, which means I'll be on there. Tom is still in town, so he'll be there, of course. And yep. uh, I guess you'll be there next week, too, just in a different way, in a more remote way. Yeah, um, I'll be I'll be uh, on the show. Let's see. Let me look at my calendar, if you don't mind, real quick. Please Make do. Make sure I've got the right, right dates. But uh, I think on Wednesday next week is when we have one. Nope. We don't know who's on Wednesday. We <laughs> You're on Wednesday. I'm on Wednesday. From, not from CES. Uh, surprise guest coming next Wednesday. Who would you like to be on C- on our CES? Oh, coming? my gosh. Anybody. The way we're doing it, next, as I mentioned, is we're going to have you know me there with somebody and then and then Sarah and you, you know, on Wednesday mm-hmm. anchoring it uh from from outside of CES so uh, I'm I'm looking to I'm looking to fill that slot we'll have Molly Wood on Tuesday the 9th and Shannon Morse on Thursday the 11th oh that's awesome i i'm happy to be in that sandwich those those two are awesome people we'll try to hold one we'll keep we'll try to be the good meat you want on your sandwich on Wednesday Indeed. Right. uh a Johnsonville brat <laughs> there you go <laughs> That's a callback, folks. Uh, that'll do it for us, Tom. Anything else going on? Let's tell people where they can find more of your cool business. Yeah, I got a really nice note today uh, from somebody who has been following DTNS and, and Daily Tech Headlines for a long time uh, and recently subscribed to my tech newsletter, uh, the paid version of which comes out every day. Uh, it's free technnewsletter.com gets you a free edition once a week. Uh, and this person was just very complimentary about the the format of the newsletter and how it it's supplemental. Uh, and he's like, I don't even need to use any other sources anymore. I just listen to DTNS, read the newsletter, and I get all, all the news I need. I'm always the most informed in the room. Uh, when somebody brings up a tech story, I'm like, oh yeah, I heard about that. Uh, so if you would like to be like him, uh, go check it out, freetechnewsletter.com. You, you can just sign up for the free version to try it out uh, and if you want to get it every day pay a little extra to do that that's freetechnewsletter.com very nice tom Merritt. everybody watch him as he goes <laughs> a weird way of sending somebody off but whatever i'm doing new stuff today uh okay check it out you guys it's 2024 you know what that means <laughs> nothing really we're just going to do this segment like we always do and we're going to add nicole to the call uh i'm glad she's on because uh with brian being sick and randy on the road you know, I don't have enough uh, enough recommendals to do it on my own. Also, I gave Bobby no time this morning. Yeah, like, I've pulled it out that quick before, but this this morning was you were busy, full man. Of chores, as we said earlier. Yeah, the fact that you were willing to come on at all I, is good enough for me. Oh, why am I getting a recommendals planning ring? That's weird. I think Nicole thinks she's in the wrong room. Let's see. Oh, there she is. I see her there. Ah, you're fine. Let's do this. Well, what do you recommend? I recommend things on streaming services, movies, TV shows, and more. And joining us today, Nicole Spag. Hi, hi, Nicole. Hi. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. That's right. How late did you stay up? Oh, gosh. Uh, I think I made it to 1130. And what? then I. You almost. Why? Because I, I, I conked. Because I, I conked out on the couch, and we don't really care about watching a ball drop. So yeah. I so here's what I did at about eleven fifteen I texted Taylor and I said hey are the kid are the little ones up and she said no they went to bed at like eight <laughs> I'm like okay does she do the fake ball drop with she, them I don't know something to that effect yes yeah, she wanted them we to, do we do that yeah. too we, yeah. we Netflix used to have some really cool stuff but I can't find it anymore oh weird they did maybe they got rid of it that's weird I remember yeah. that too they yeah. had like um, they got rid of their fire too their Christmas fire. 
I thought that was yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't know why they got rid of that stuff. I loved it. Jerks. I think what happened is probably people would turn that fire thing on and not turn it off for like five days during Christmas. And that's a lot of bandwidth if enough people are doing it. And they probably were just like, why are we doing this? This seems like yeah. a waste of money. <laughs> but anyway, she. so I call her and said, are the kiddos up? Because I want to celebrate with them. We'll do a little FaceTime. Let's do this. She's, no, they're long asleep. So I shut my phone, told her Happy New Year, put it in my pocket, sat back on the couch, watching whatever we were watching. And next thing I know it, I'm dead asleep. It's 2 a.m. I get up off the couch and go to bed. So It was lame. I'm, I'm How about old. you, Bobby? Did you uh, stay up till midnight? Um, yes, this is the first year that my kids both made it the entire time. Last year, they were awake at midnight, but it's because we they wanted us to wake them up, and they f- they had fallen asleep on the couch. But this this year, it was they were both awake, and everybody was happy and not grumpy, and we had a good time. That's- I like staying up till midnight. I like watching the ball drop, and um, yeah. New Year's is one of my favorite holidays. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. Yeah, what is I think that? It's, well, new beginnings and hopefulness and I think that's what it that. is. I'm I'm kind of an optimist at heart, you know, and sort of it's just I like that it represents change and starting over and trying again and yeah. and and all that kind of stuff and um and it's also like one of the few secular holidays which I like. Yeah, you know, I so. like it because I'm like oh, I survived. I survived the year. Mm. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's I feel that way too. I like I like I like to think that the next the new year has a ton of possibilities, and it won't be yeah. until November that I complain about the previous year. You know, because well, especially right. for me, last year was just dookie. So, yeah, like, you didn't you didn't right. have a great twenty twenty three. I'm glad you're over that yeah. hump though. Very glad. Me, well, I'm I'm still on it on the path, but I'm like way 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 better. Yeah. So. Um, I'm kind of getting back into things and, uh, I told you in the chat, but I'm going to tell you here because Mateo is very adamant that I express how wonderful the game pizza tower is. Mm, yeah. and he, he, so this kid, are you familiar with this game? I am. Yes. Yeah. So it's, so basically for those at home who aren't familiar with it, it's a platformer that is based very heavily on, but I think supersedes. Uh, the the old Wario games that Nintendo used yeah. to make for the Game Boy and stuff they were they were amazing games and they were really cool spins on platforming well, it's style like that rushy kind of game yeah. Sonicy it remind you know you're rushing through and like Super Meat Boy kind of and a little like, bit I yeah. saw him yeah. I saw him playing I'm like yep that's not for me yeah it's and a very kid, cool game it's a it, a lot of people thought it should have been like the indie award winner of the year but it, it and that's got, what he thought too yeah. so he wanted to, me to express that to you that pizza tower is his game of the year <laughs> and that this kid he did what there it's called um p level mm. which is like a perfect level yeah he's he did p level on all of the levels wow he's better than he's me like, then <laughs> You reminded me of the Tetris kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is something about being around around that age where you are just yeah. a monster at these things. And right. It sounds like right, that's where he's yeah. at. That game's awesome. Tell him he's right and that I yeah. a- approve this message. It's very good. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, I, I keep forgetting yeah. to tell you. It's very good. Um, it's on Steam, everybody. I think on sale till the 4th. So it might be oh, it's on sale. tomorrow. Yeah. So I think it's like, I don't know, five, six bucks off or something right now. Oh anyway, it was already kind of inexpensive. I think it's twenty bucks, so that's probably fifteen right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a it's an inexpensive game. Yeah, not bad. I might, um, I might have to check it out. My my daughter's gotten into side scrollers with Mario Wonder. So oh, I bet she'd oh, like this. Yeah. yeah, I'll bet she'd like it. It's very different, very throwback. 
uh, in a lot of ways. And it's, it kind of has this 90s aesthetic to it that I really appreciate. It's very good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to it. Nicole, we're going to start with you. Uh, in lieu Woo-hoo. of, uh, of uh, Brian not being here, we're going to start with your recommendation. Yeah. And I, I got you a clip together for the thing you mentioned. I hope we're still good yes. on that one, right? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're good on because that's the uh, the only thing that my son has been watching so therefore i have been watching it all right and uh it's on netflix i don't know i got lots of thoughts so oh. let's- <laughs> all right let's go to the clip and then we'll find out here you go i have an extra person in this game somebody i know i can trust and i don't know if everybody's gonna have their mom in this game uh, i don't think so so i i'm lucky please for the love of god Make it through this challenge for me, okay? I will get through this challenge. I swear I will. I've been practicing. Bend your knees. Bend the useful knee that you have. My mom, she was like a superstar athlete. She's going to outlast me and embarrass me in front of all my family and friends. Oh, this, this, the squids are playing oh. games again. Hmm. Yep, the squids are playing games. This is the uh, reality show version of the squid game. What's, um, the, what's the full name? It's squid game something. The challenge? I think the challenge, right? Probably the challenge. Okay. I'll um, look that up in a sec while you're talking. So I will just say... I have not been a fan of reality TV for a very long time. Early, was it, when the hell did Survivor and uh, 33 years ago for Survivor. (laughs) What about the real world? So, like, I I was of the age when reality TV kind of started. Yeah. And so I even applied to be on the real world. So there's a, I'm sure that the VHS tape is long gone, but I made a video. Oh my gosh. Do you have that still? Is that a thing we can share and look at? Or is it, you're never going to show it to the world? (laughs) Hello? Do we lose her? (laughs) The people at MTV are shutting her down. What happened there? I don't Um, Nicole, did you mute? What happened to you? We lost you. Oh, she's offline. Something hung up on her. If she's on her phone, I bet she got a call. There she is. Oh, you're trying to. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. That's really weird. Uh, did you well, do you still have this video someplace? It was it was like the late nineties, and you were lucky to have a VHS to make one copy. Yeah, so it was like one take. Send it off. Cross your fingers. Maybe you'll get maybe you'll get called. But I'm sure I was not extreme enough. I'm I'm too. I feel like I would be too level headed. Like I just want everybody to get along sure no you would have been the big peacekeeper in a in a, in a season <laughs> oh, so look so it looks anyway, like it was 90 I, I it was, was 92 good. by the way so we're now 20 okay. or no i'm sorry 34 oh, years since that up. i know oh, dude <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> oh my god so uh, yeah oh, my kids will say things to me like was that the olden days, the eighties? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! Well, to them, it is like you know. There's like a whole Bluey episode where the the dad's talking about it was the eighties. Yeah, I mean, look at it. Look at it this way. If this helps you, we are now further away from the eighties than we were from the fifties in the eighties, yes. which we thought okay. was the olden days, right? So yes, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it is what it is. But yeah. anyway, so. I will say I was really, really into reality TV when it first came out. It was it was very raw then. 
And since then, um, it has, I mean, it's a production. It's not, it's never been real, but it's, it, it's even less real than it ever was. So I stopped watching all of it. Um, and so this was interesting for me to watch a reality show and actually kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. So Mateo was watching it. I would not let him watch the movie mm-hmm. or the show. So when the show came out, I was working at his school mm. and this was an elementary school and all the kids started emulating squid games. I'm like, who the hell are your parents? You're watching <laughs> a show about people being killed and they started emulating the games mm-hmm. at recess. And it was this whole thing at the school. And I was just like, oh my God, I hate squid games. So I have this like, instant oh i hate squid games Mm -hmm. but in this reality show version of course nobody dies and it's almost hilarious how they dramatically die Mm. when they get eliminated Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is their acting debut (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of funny when they actually get eliminated this little black um ink thing goes off in their chest and they go <laughs> like squids. So just that alone made me laugh quite a bit. So I didn't see um, this. I never saw the series, the original series. Um, oh I, don't, yeah. I don't know why. I just never got around to it. Is that a thing in the series? Is that how people knew they were out because they they would they get... were actually killed? Right in the in the series, like like boom, you're dead and blood and all of that. Yeah. So. Um, it was from a high stakes kind of perspective, um, in, yeah. in the reality show, of course, nobody died, but there are all of these horror stories coming out of, of the recording of this, uh, reality show and how even again, going back to, it's not reality, it's a production. The, the people that are producing this game have an idea of what they want to create the most drama. So that clip that you, it's funny that you picked that clip because that is um, a mother and son team that actually did make it through the first game, which is the red light, green light game. And the, and that's what this, it goes back to very simple games, red light, green light, rock, paper, scissors. So all of these old school playground games, which, why the elementary school kids love to, to, to do it. But then when they fall down dead, that's not always so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, death, um, death is hard. But those, <laughs> those two right there, uh, apparently the mom was too slow. Yeah. And so they extended the time to get her into the show. Oh, boo. Mm. Yeah, I hate right? that. I hate but when they do that. That's uh, why I don't like, that's do why I don't trust time. them. We interviewed a guy. Yeah. We've talked about this before. We interviewed a guy in current geek who, uh, uh, thanks to Hammond. I don't know if he's listening, but anyway, this guy did editing for Pawn stars, um, storage oh, yeah. wars. And I can't remember the other one. Oh, one of the bachelorettes or something. And in every case, he said, I, we asked him, he says, well, how much of it percentage wise, you know, it's just a happening and you're filming it versus what you guys kind of contrive. And he says, oh, no, it's all contrived. All of it. Yeah. It's like you, you, you yeah. change everything. You make villains. You make people who aren't, you know, opposite of villains. You take people out early because it makes for better TV. Like it, none of this is real. So reality, reality TV has a lying name to it, except for he, he says 
those early days, like the first season of Real World, wasn't mm-hmm. like that. Those were right. just their personalities doing their thing. It was wasn't a competition, but that makes a difference, maybe. But he says that since then, you just can't trust any of this stuff. The closest you get are like Amazing Race, to some degree yeah. Survivor, but even then, they they really bake stuff up to be you know villains yeah. and who's against who and all that. So yeah, I don't trust any of it. Um, but I think I might find this entertaining. I yeah because there's I I enjoyed it. We watched it to the end, and I was I was happy with the end. Yeah. Um, uh, there are some. It was funny watching Mateo get so invested in liking and not liking certain people, and so I used it as an opportunity to talk to him about the psychology of people mm-hmm. and how certain people can think and act different in different situations and like to him things are pretty black and white right now Mm -hmm. um and people say what they mean and do what they say right and watching shows like this kind of shows you nope not everybody thinks that way yeah (laughs) and so it just gave us um an interesting uh vehicle to have conversations about friends and people that you think might be friends and, and all of that stuff. That's so hard um, as you're growing up to kind of figure out. So yeah, it's, uh, it wasn't a bad show. I, I actually did enjoy it. Oh, there's my dog. Sorry. Oh, which one? Who, what's this <laughs> Both dog? of them are barking at something. Oh, okay. Well, that's what they do. <laughs> that's yeah. their job. That's their job. So the squid game is on Netflix. Um, <clears throat> squid and, game, the squid yeah. game, colon, the challenge currently on Netflix. Uh, colon. Yeah, there's a colon in there. <laughs> Always get your colon checked. All right. Uh, all right. Here is mine for the week. And uh, it is the one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, it was when I went into it thinking uh, there was a feeling of either I'm going to hate it or, or like it. And I came out liking it. Um, partly, I think I'm a little biased because I like his earlier work. But this is definitely one of the weirdest freaking things I've ever seen in my entire life. And this is what I recommend. I'll tell you after this one that I think you all probably should avoid. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, but here's my clip. One day you will meet a woman. The story of your meeting will change according to who tells it. That you were lost and she helped you find your way. Or that she was off course and you guided her home. She will see your fears and your pain and your dreams and your potential and you will see hers in finding your other half the gifts of your life will multiply sometimes she will look like a man to you <laughs> all right this is a fun one to end on there um <laughs> This is uh, Bo is Afraid from uh, Ari Aster, both wrote and directed by him. If you don't know who that is, he's the dude what made uh, his debut film or debut Hollywood film was um, uh, Hereditary. And he followed that up with Midsummer. Oh, yeah. Midsummer also very depressing or not depressing, very shocking and weird. Uh, Hereditary, much more horror movie, but also very weird. And this is so freaking weird. Um, and I really liked it. A lot of people don't like it. I get it. Uh, reviewers were not su- super kind to it. Um, 
I talked to some personal friends who were like, I just, I just can't, it's too weird for me. I totally get where these people are coming, but coming from, but I really am. A, I'm a fan of like things like the lobster and killing of the sacred deer um, by that Yorgos Lathamos or mm-hmm. whatever his name is. I like, I really like his stuff. The favorite um, member. Oh yeah. The favorite. Uh, oh, no, that, good. That's him. Yeah. yeah. That's also him. And he's got a new one out. Uh, the one Brian just saw, uh, crap, forgot the name. The one with Emma, Emma, uh, Emma, Emma in it. <laughs> forgot her last name. <laughs> Anyway, whatever that one's Emma, called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. It's called... And she's like, her eyes are like giant. Yeah, she has big eyes. Cool. Uh, poor Things. That's the new one. Anyway, I can't wait to see that. That guy's never let me down with his weirdness. Ari Aster, very similar vibes for me, but also often darker, a little more shocking, whatever. This story, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, IMDb says this, and it's the most... It's the most basic description I've ever heard, but maybe it works because what you're about to see is so insane. Following the sudden death of his mother, a mild-mannered but anxiety-ridden man confronts his darkest fears as he embarks on an epic Kafka-esque odyssey back home. That is one way of saying it, I suppose. But this is a long movie. It's almost three hours long. Three. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's big. Wow. I recommend doing it in chunks. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. I did it in three. Or just one, one read the chunks. Wikipedia like I've done with all the other movies. Or yes, or do that. And also if you are prone to to anxieties of various kinds, I think this movie is not for you. Uh, and I, I, whoever out there is listening who may agree with that or, or feel that way, this may not be a good movie for you to watch. Um, it is some of the best acting I've seen Joaquin Phoenix do. Um, other people like Amy Ryan are, are in this from, I don't know if remember from The Office. She's the one that got Michael to leave. Uh, the office. Um, Nathan Lane is in this in a very weird role. Nothing comedic really about it. Although maybe yeah. it kind of is in some ways. Parker Posey's in this in the weirdest thing she's ever done by far. Um, and that's saying a lot because she's done some weird stuff. <laughs> yep. And you know that that kind of um, he's an African-American actor who has like sh- kind of shocking gray hair. Oh, he was in the first Dune part one as the general that would like eyes would roll up and he'd do some calculations. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, if you've seen Dune enough, you'll know who I mean. Anyway, that guy, uh, his name's Stephen McKinley Henderson, and he is in every weird thing ever made. I love that guy. He's in this, plays a psychiatrist. Um, I don't know how to, it's, I, I don't know how to describe it. You're the, people are either going to hate this thing or really enjoy it. And I really liked it because it showed me stuff I've never thought of before. It did some very uncomfortable things. It did some very, I thought, enlightening things. Uh, the whole middle section is super visually interesting. The first segment is crazy. I don't understand the end ending at all. And I've gone on some deep holes to try to get some meaning out of it. And there's lots of theories, <laughs> but I don't know what the hell happened there. Um, I, I kind of think this is the whole thing's bit of a fever dream. And it was just weird as hell. Just so weird. And I really liked it. So I'm going to recommend it. It was on, pr- let's see, I watched it on Prime, but I think it was because I have paramount through prime so i think it's paramount plus and uh it's weird as hell i don't know how else to put it it's just really really freaking weird um and 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 you'll know if you i mentioned that other stuff like the lobster if you watch the lobster and went oh okay i'm in you'll be totally in this is this is that kind of vein that kind of movie which doesn't need to make so weird it doesn't even need to make sense it's just sort of here's what we're presenting to you 
take it all this in. This is the world you're in. This is the world you're in. And it's freaking weird. And I, I don't know why I appreciate that stuff, but I do. The one I'm going to recommend against, uh, I started watching yesterday and I haven't finished it. I'm not even sure I can. <laughs> but I started watching um, Saltburn, which mm-hmm. is just out. Uh, a lot of talk about it right now. People saying it's one of the most shocking films of the year. And when it started, I went... Well, I don't see it yet. Where's the shock? And nothing here is really freaking me out yet. And then they got to the parts that people talk about. And I cannot believe this movie did what it did. I it is it is also very weird, but not in the same way exactly. Um, but it's so oh, there's some horrifying stuff in there. I'll just say this. Yeah, to those I who, be, I'll just be Wikipedia in all these movies. To those who <laughs> to those who have seen it, I'll just say the vampire scene. And the tub, I don't know if I can go on after those two things. And you know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. It's freaking weird. I don't think I recommend it. It's pretty jacked <laughs> in more ways than one. Uh, all right. There's our recommendals for today. Pretty nice short one today. Hey, what um, about Bobby? Bobby didn't have one. Unless you want to oh. get something on the side, Bobby, you want to throw out there? You just want to mention? Um, uh, the, I just finished the last season of uh, The Crown. That was good. Oh, yeah. I got to catch oh. up on that. Did you feel good about how it ended? And, you know, <laughs> nice long run. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a good show. It's a, it's a great show. Yeah. I liked it. That's a ringing <laughs> endorsement, like that. Bobby. Really ringing. <laughs> yeah. I saw I'm the first. I the royal. I don't really like royal. Neither am I. Neither am I. Um, I, yeah. I like that show for the for the histor. It's a more of a historical take. I feel like I don't know how accurate it is. I don't even care how accurate it is. It was interesting. It, it held my attention. The so. acting's very good. The it's, acting's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's um, like uh, it's like Game of Thrones without the fantasy or the uh, constant sex scenes. Do so. Do either of you guys like Stephen King? I, Scott, I know you. I'm mass- like massive King. fan. Yeah, Bobby, do you King. like Stephen King? I've um I, I've seen some Stephen King movies and I've always enjoyed the movies. I've never read the books. My wife is a huge Stephen King fan. So I just finished because uh, I do audio books now. I've found that I have trouble with reading books now. Mm, so I've sure. converted myself to audio books and I just finished Fairy Tale and it was wonderful. Mm. And it kind of I thought of the book after you said The Crown because it talks about like royalty and like what it what kings and queens what if they actually meant something and so stephen king kind of takes that and runs with it in the story and it's if you have the ability to listen to the book versus read it it's just wonderfully narrated and stephen king even does a a part in it oh he has is a multiple role kind of thing different people talking yeah well it's the main um, one main guy reads the whole story and does different voices for the different characters and then Stephen King comes in on a specific part and you know it's a different actor just by you could tell by the voice um but it's 24 hours long but it, I I went through it so fast because it was so good wow 24 hour book that's crazy I guess yeah, you could do that in yeah. one sitting as long as you eat and pee and stuff It'd be fine well I did I, I just I just listened to it in the car <laughs> <laughs> oh man so All right. I highly recommend that if you're if you're into like royalty and like the concept of of that in in a fairy tale setting uh, with supernatural stuff. Stephen King's latest book, I think it came out last year, Fairy Tale. Mm. 
Okay. I'll definitely check it so out. Good. Uh, I love me some, 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 I haven't read a recent book in a while for, of his, so it's probably, but time. you're a big dark tower fan. Oh yeah. I've read that thing. What? Four times. I read the stand six times. I've never reread a book and I just reread the dark tower gunslinger first book. Oh, I love that I just book. finished it. I love it. it, it I was 16 when I read that. And so I was like, I wonder if I remember it as well as I think I remember. Totally it. worth reading again. And it's yeah. and people, a lot of people think the first book's the weakest, but I actually love the way that book sets the world. I love it. But yeah. He sets the stage in that whole thing. Yeah. So. Plus he's in the desert in a kind of a wasteland and I, I'm prone to those things. I like that shit. <laughs> uh, well, there you have it, uh, Nicole. I hope your yeah. 2024 is awesome, and I can't wait to, to do this again Same. next week. Yeah, and uh, tell the family hi and uh, and make them all play that video game that your son likes. How about that? <laughs> Bye. See you later. <laughs> Bye. All right. Brian will uh, probably retroactively shove all that into the – I don't have access to it, so he'll put it in the quicktms.li uh, at some point, so you guys be able to follow it there. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we're about there. Oh, uh, I'm going to do a thing. Where is it? Oh, you know what? I have to... No, I'm saving it. I got to save it because Brian needs to hear it. So we'll do it. I'll save that one for Brian. But I will tell you this at the end of today's show. I picked a cool cover this week. Okay? I did. Me. Me. And let me tell you what it is. You Uh, get the credit. I've talked to Brian a bit about this during the week. He showcased it on his countdown this year for Coverville. And uh, I just wanted everybody to hear the whole thing if you haven't heard it. So tonight or today, we're ending the show with that War Pigs cover from T-Pain. And you're like, T-Pain, come on, the the freaking rapper guy who uses the, what's the word? I always forget the name of the thing. What's it called where you make your auto-tune? voice? Auto-tune. The auto-tune guy. Isn't that him? Yeah, that's him. But he turns out has an insane voice that I did not give him credit for before. And this cover of War Pigs is so good. That you're all going to hear it today. All right? Them's the rules. That's the way it's going to go. Uh, what are you going to do? Sue me? All right? <laughs> anyway, that's coming up here after the show. Big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash TMS is how you do it. You'll never get commercials. You'll get pre-show content and post-show content every day. Couch parties, art in the mail, and so much more. One only needs to go read about it to learn. That's at Patreon.com slash TMS. And big thanks to all our brand new folks we've had already in January. We really appreciate you guys. Bobby, tell people about the show you do and why people should listen to it. Well, I do a show called All Around Science. It's a weekly science podcast. Me and my co-host, Mora, we, we, we just talk about science. What's going on in the science news, the things that we're interested, things we've read about that were interesting in science, and just just we like to geek out about science. And, um, and, and it's the, the reason I think people would like this show is that it's not like other science podcasts in that we're scientists or science journalists or anything like that who are digging deep and, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. We're just regular, like, we're just science lovers who just are talking about science. So we try to make it as approachable as possible because, because we're not experts and we have some people on to talk about things every once in a while. But, you know, for the most part, it's, her and I just nerding out about what we enjoy about science, and we try to teach people something every episode. So there you go. All around science is what it is. Oh, the we had an episode released on Monday, or no, 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 it wasn't Monday. We just recorded a live episode last night. That's mm. what it was. Mm. And I learned all about these cute little birds that um, that 
teach people, they're called honey guides and they teach people or not teach people, but they, they lead people to honey beehives. Really? And they, they commute, the African tribes, local tribes will communicate with them and they have special calls that they call out to the birds. The birds have special calls that they use only to guide humans to, to beehives. It's really interesting. So, so birds are weird, right? I think they're pretty weird. Birds are pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, you know, you'll see a dumb one like a pigeon will bunk its head and fall into a ditch or, you know, something dumb. Right. That's not a specific example that I actually saw, but I'm just trying to think. Pigeons are sort of <laughs> stupid. But then you see these birds sometimes where, like that, they're communicating with people and leading them to bees of all things. But, yeah. like, crows, how they have, like, more vocal range than any animal alive outside of humans. Crows and, and ravens are amazing. They are they're they both belong to the corvid uh, group. I don't know if it's group or family or whatever, but they're both corvids, and corvids are just, like, so intelligent. Yeah, you know, like, it's crazy to me. Bird, we don't give birds enough freaking, I don't know, credit. Or maybe we do. Maybe yeah. we give them too much credit. Maybe we need to thin the herd, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. Too much competition. Too much competition. We're the smartest. That's right. We are on the top of this damn food chain, not your not your corvids. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go now. There's that song I'm, I'm telling you about that we're gonna play here at the end. And uh, once again, it is War Pigs by T Pain. It's his cover of War Pigs, uh, the amazing classic uh, that is War Pigs. And we'll be back tomorrow. How Brian will be feeling, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, hopefully, he's getting tons of rest today and uh, getting over whatever the hell this thing is. Uh, Bobby, big thanks again for being here with me. Thank, Absolutely. Thank you everybody for listening and watching. Uh, those live here right now stick around we'll have a little post show pick some titles all that fun stuff so that's all coming up next thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you tomorrow
darkness world keeps turning Ashes where the body's burning No more war pigs have the power Frogpants.com. Tremendous bangs. Hey, Scott and Brian, this is Doug from Philly. Yes, that Doug from Ryan Holtz and Doug, the soon-to-be-announced TV show, uh, comedic duo. Um, no, but I was so excited. First time calling in, but I uh, I got a random email that said, congratulations, you've won. And I'm, I'm usually about three or four days behind um, TMS, and I finally listened to the episode, and I was cracking up. That was a, that was a great uh, morning half-asses there, but... Um, Brian actually touched on this. I was curious if you guys could tell me your favorite Doug from TV show or movie. It's it's a weird. I've, uh, it's a blessing and a curse that that I have this name, but Doug is a common but very oddly named name that you come across in movies. That no Doug is ever a normal person in movies. So I'm curious who your favorite Doug is. You guys, you guys do pretty good, pretty good. Love the show though, guys. Take care. Hey, Scott and Brian, this is Mickey from West Virginia. I'm a teacher, so I'm rarely able to listen live. This is all about the pronunciation stuff. It's just a cute story from our niece. She's about six years old, and she was um, in the car with my husband and her mom, and they were going across the river, and she looked down in the in the river and said, Look, there's a booby. And my husband and our niece was like what in the world is she talking about and they ask her 
you know, what she was talking about, and she points down into the river at the buoy, and she goes, it's a booby. So from now on, we have to call buoys boobies. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for the show. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.